know if I had an epiphany. But you know, there's like certain jokes that are forever a thing. Like, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of one. Like the chicken before the egg, or uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a hot dog, yeah. Right? Hot dog is a roll, just so everybody knows. <clears throat> I don't know. That that one hurt my head a little bit. What if I what if I throw salami? Sometimes they do subs like that though, like open toppy. Oh yeah, yeah. Then what's that? It's an open face sandwich. Okay, not open face, but you know what I mean. Like in a, you take like say say you take like a French roll instead of a bun bun, but you kind of yeet it through the top like that and build the sandwich vertically. Have you seen that? It's a roll then. It's a roll. Yeah. All right, that's fair. A dressed yeah. roll, the, a well dressed roll. Yeah, the, I mean. A roll is where the bread's still connected. Oh, okay, that's fair. I don't, I don't care that so much from that from that perspective. A taco should be a roll. Yeah, that's the other conversation, right? And then, yeah, what the hell is a burrito? <laughs> <laughs> a, I, a burrito is is something I think Americans invented. Is cereal soup is another one? <laughs> you never heard that? I've not heard that one. So that's no. this is where my epiphany comes to. Okay. A couple of them, I'm like, whatever. I, I'm right? dying to hear where this is going. I don't really like hot dogs, so I don't care. Right? Like that oh, conversation's I, out. I love hot dogs. I'll at a game. At a game, I'll definitely yeah. throw. I'll throw a, a glizzy down the throat. But yeah. besides that fact, I don't. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, Check out the Topic Thunder episode. How many glizzies um, can you fit? Yeah. Yeah. So all that's whatever. And then the other big one is uh, milk before the cereal or cereal before the milk. Oh, it's it's cereal before the milk. So here, Jim, I was on the same page for 33 years, and I was like, there's no possible way someone honestly goes milk first. Right. But there is an instance when we must go milk first, and I came into that instance. So I've always gone cereal first. You're yeah. an absolute psychopath if you do otherwise. And, 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 and I saw no real utility. Like there's logic to some of them. Yeah, there's no, there's some logic, I guess, to the hot dog. Now, now that you described what a roll is, yeah, there's yeah. some logic there. Yeah. Not that it matters either way. No. This one, there is some uh, application that matters. Two instances. One, I've been using these Fairlife shakes as my milk for my cereal to get some more protein in. And if you okay. guys were not sponsored, even though we should be, these Fairlife shakes, what makes them different to me at least is how thin they are. Uh huh. Real shakes or, or, or ready-made shakes normally are thick as hell. So I'm not putting that in my cereal. It's just going to make it gross, right? Yeah, that'll be... These ones are very milky. Like uh-huh. the, the texture is insane. And so I was like, oh, easy, easy go. The other instance here is when you're in the last bit of your milk. Uh-huh. So you don't know how much I don't want dry cereal, cereal to pour. Yeah, okay. I don't want dry cereal. So, and the other issue I had was this uh, dishwasher day, you know. So shit's cleaning, and I only had a giant fucking bowl. Uh huh. But I'm tracking my food, so I'm not going to fill the bowl to, to, to. If I go cereal first on a big bowl, it's over. I'm putting the whole box in there. There's no stop. Well, yeah, because the suggested serving size for cereal is one box, especially when you have a salad bowl that you're having yeah, dessert yeah, right. cereal with. And, yeah, there's no turn off button until the brim's full. And then that's why it does make sense to go milk second is because you just, I like to just see the milk just slowly creeping through and then you stop. The top parts start to float. That's your... But I'm out of of fucking milk. Yeah. I only got a salad bowl. So I went milk first and then I did the opposite and poured cereal until I barely lost sight. Like Simba or (laughs) falling off the fucking... What's his name? Not Simba. But Mufasa's Mufasa. fucking falling off the cliff behind me is my milk. 
and then and then it was perfect. It really was perfect. Uh, I, I could I could see that. I would never do it. It was I, a no brainer before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like you. I was like, who would ever put milk first? Right. Who would ever? But right. but I was in a conundrum last night, and I made it happen. And I'm proud of myself. <laughs> really. <laughs> Which leads us to the big topic. In my brain, actually, this is oh, this is a stretch, but it's there. So we're talking about what everyone's fucking talking about. So we're not going to go over it, yeah. right? The Oscars, we all get it. Yeah. What's interesting to me, there's two big topics I want to talk about within it, and I think you have one or two that are different. But the, the one to me, which is interesting, sociology wise, is how many people are split. They really did do like a team Will, team Chris thing. Right, like who's in the right, or yeah. yeah, you should stand up for your chick, or like no, you should use your words. Right, it's uh, at least from one hundred percent anecdotal visual evidence of social media, uh-huh. it seems fifty fifty ish. Ish, yeah, <laughs> right. Like maybe a cereal and milk situation. <laughs> and so what I tried to wrap my head around: Would you slap somebody over the cereal and milk situation? <laughs> so, so that's what it comes down to, though. Really, like joking aside, is like. One, what people may tweet is not how they would act in a situation, for sure, right? Until because you're, everyone is full of shit if right. they're in, unless they're in the situation. Or the opposite, though. Someone would be like, I would definitely use my words, and that person's a rager, and they're definitely punching someone out, right? right. Like, it right. goes both ways. Right. Um, but what I really do try to, as I've, I've grown, uh-huh. I'd like to think of maturity, I really do try to set myself inside someone's shoes in any instance. Uh-huh. And, and, and some people truly think you can you can be a piece of shit yeah and there's many of you out there who are pieces of shit not listening to this podcast but probably people listening to this podcast people you know yeah but that their intentions truly are good you know what i mean yeah um and obviously this instance is fun because they're celebrities Mm -hmm. and it's fun because like I'm sure Chris's face hurts a little bit, but no one really got. You know what I mean? Like we're not talking life or death. We're not talking. The repercussions aren't that crazy. It was right. an open hand slap. Right. You know. The other big topic. So that's to me is like does my favorite joke around that when he looked in the mirror afterwards. He had Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. Yeah. I saw. Uh, I don't <laughs> know who first said it, but I do think the homie Tim Delaghetto. I saw him tweet it right the fuck away. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he's known for like puns and things, so I'd like to throw him credit. I don't know if it's true or not. So that's that's one topic to me is like what you like want to raw raw behind because one's your favorite actor, yeah, probably isn't how you would act, yeah, and then how you would act maybe not be tied into your morals, right? And it seems obviously based on Smith's apologies and stuff, he doesn't believe how he acted fits with his morals, or maybe he's playing the political game. Uh-huh. Maybe he's going off and saying whatever. Um, the other big topic to me that we'll whittle down to, which I think does have relevance to us um, in some instances, uh, is the classification of like morals. And I gave Jim this example yesterday, and and we got caught up. I got caught up tucks in the the roomies, the boys, Colin, Dan, uh, when this happened. And I was like, it's crazy, right? Like, Will Smith is really an artist. If you had to throw him in a category, one of the most famous of all time, mm. sure. But he's an artist, right? And because he has this public um, audience and he's a public figure, most people hold him to a different standard than, and I don't want to insult anybody out there, but any job, right? Uh, Maybe even a teacher, a lawyer, Mm. a a craftsman, a plumber, a a gym owner, 
for sure a gym owner. I'm in the shit category if you throw me in that one, right? Yeah. Like gym owners. And so Dan, uh, you guys may know him as Fat Dan or Stormcloud. He runs a security company. Uh-oh. And he does a bunch of residential stuff. He does some you know, high-end car places. He has a, a variety of, of portfolios underneath him that he uh, or his resume that he secures. But he also does bars and clubs, a mm-hmm. variety of those too, like some really nice ones and some whatever ones. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I see people get punched and slapped every weekend. I was like, oh, yeah, that's weird, right? No one's judging them by being a piece of shit. Oh, I do. Or, okay, okay, sure, sure. <laughs> I totally do. Yeah, I mean, when you but, bring but, up- but, but, but most of them are impaired. Uh, so alcohol plays a role for sure. But yeah. and, and you're only judging them, I feel like, if I bring it up. Like, hey, Jim, do you think this dude at the bar is stupid for punching someone? And you'd be like, yeah. Yes. But like in the grand scheme, you're not wasting a thought. Oh, no, I'm not thinking about right? it. Right. Because I just assume it's happening. Maybe, maybe. I don't know why I don't think about it, but I also think that if you put those two people next to each other, one is more assumed and one's like, we assume Will Smith wouldn't do that. Yeah. And that's where the classification comes. I see what you're saying. So we're disappointed in Will Smith for doing this. Because of your job and because of your status, maybe because of your money, people throw a different uh, sense of responsibility, um, uh, maturity, and morals on you. Yeah. There's right? a- and being a public figure as like an Instagram or something, and I've said this for a long time, and, I, and, and that's where I get torn in this, is where I think if you have a public uh, presence or you do have a responsibility to try to lead by example. Oh, I think that that's absolutely true, yeah. But is that right? Because at the end of the day, we are all human. So you're saying the, the question is whether or not in the court of public, public opinion, Will Smith should be punished for acting out the way that he did or more so just why are different classifications by money status audience held to a different standard because no one bats an eye when the gym bro the dude who sells supplements is at the bar on the weekend and gives someone a backhand no one bats an eye but they could still end up in a lot more trouble from from a legal perspective i'm not talking legal i'm talking moral i'm talking sociology Uh Because, yeah, the, I think the legal all comes down to, and I'm, I'm not a lawyer, but I think the legal all just comes down to presses charges. If Chris uh, Rock wanted to say, fuck Will Smith, yeah, and they, it, they could probably push something. I, I saw a fair amount on that question. It's like, well, why do they need someone to press charges? It's not it like we all didn't see it happen. Yeah, you know, I think that's how it goes with all law in America, and, or majority of law. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's really what it comes down to, is you have to have, to have people who are willing to... To testify that they felt as though they were wrong. Yeah, I think you, you know? come at me with a hatchet. Yeah, in front of a cop, and if I say no, this is cool, I think it's cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, until you kill me. Yeah, and then I don't have a, a word to speak. Yeah, although I think that in a situation like that, where it was like, you know, potential, Active. yeah, potentially intimate, intimate, intimate. Not that's the word I'm looking for. Um, immediate. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, death scenario yeah. that they they they're going to stop it, but they would act, yeah, based on. <clears> um, <throat> Yeah, be- belief or whatever their little uh, rules say. There, are, there are better ways for me to do this, but I'm going to try. This goes back to to the your original comment about. Here. I love guys who are like, I'm peaceful, but don't mess with my girl or my family, because there's no other kind of guy. No guy out there is going. Listen, I'm an extremely violent dude, but if you mess with my girl or my family, I will hear you out on that. Nobody is like that. That's my yeah. That's but my the point. opposite guy too. I think how they react is different. Yeah, this one guy, one will be more hurt when you talk about his mama, and yeah. one is going to punch you out when you talk about his yeah, mama. Yeah, this is a not bad Dan on uh, um, 
on Instagram, Daniel Donahoe, he's a comedian in, in Southern California. That just cracked me yeah. up. That it's like, yeah, it's like, of course, get everyone's, oh yeah, because everyone's so reasonable when they're not. Of course. You know? Um, yeah, that's point one, I guess. The, uh, I think you have, I don't, I, I don't know what motivated it other than, uh, other than I think that Will Smith is not entirely mentally healthy. Yeah, I don't know if any celebrities fully there, and you and I talked about it a little bit off. Yeah, okay. I, I like mean, it, it, the way he acted then. Uh, that fucking speech, which some people are like, oh, it's the best thing I've ever heard. It's like, no, you didn't actually listen to what he said. Yeah, he like, I'm called, and like, when anytime somebody tells me they're called to do something, I'm immediately skeeved out. Uh, you just think uh, the mental clarity is not there. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. Exactly it. I think that, you know, like that equates to me to hearing voices. Uh, I do think, I don't think this is controversial. I, I love Will Smith as an as an artist. I, I, I grew up on Fresh Prince, love all that shit. As a human, don't fucking know him, right? I can't yeah. ever make a judgment. And, and I, I do, to a certain extent, there's morals to all this. Uh, I'm not going to stop watching Fresh Prince because of this, but I stopped watching or listening to R. Kelly because of that. Right, right. I do think right. we can say both are bad, yeah. and one is different. Yeah. Um. So that being said, I do think his speech was very uh uh this apology. Uh, sorry, uh, you felt that way, Jim. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Like he yeah. didn't apologize yeah. in the speech at all. Uh, and and to that uh, regard, I don't fully disagree with what he said. Yeah. Um. Right. Like like, and that goes, I think, back to what I'm talking about, almost in a sense, like just because he's a celebrity. Is is that built into your contract with the devil selling your soul that now you just have to be disrespected left and right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it sucks. And and I've always come from, obviously, the scale is Will's on a million and I'm point zero 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 one down here with a couple Instagram followers. But uh, I'm trying to relate the best I can. Right, right. Um, we have very different lives, very different situations. Uh, but having some audience on my half, I've always said that the good comes with the bad. I got to take the hate. And mm-hmm. I gotta, I got, I gotta either choose this life. Mm-hmm. I chose to have an Instagram public and grow it. Mm-hmm. Will chose to audition for these things. These are all chosen paths. So in that instance, I think I do have to take people making fun of my nose. Potentially, uh, I've had death threats. I've had, I've had these things. Yeah. Um, and many of my other friends that do YouTube, et cetera, have stalkers, et cetera. Um, in for a penny, in for a pound, as they say. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's right. I don't think no. we should have to deal with this, especially no. some of my lady friends that sh- that stream or Instagram or whatever that have the rude comment. I don't think that is correct, mm-hmm. but um, our world isn't a paradise. You, when you, when you, and then you reap the benefits of it, the money, the lavish lifestyle, the sponsorships. No job is perfect, and you're choosing this job. Right, and and furthermore, I mean, it's much has been made already about the fact that she's got this podcast where she talks about everything, all that sort of intimate, dirty yeah. details of, of of their lives. Yeah, and I don't think he's thrilled about it, but it but it happens. What's and- fucking weird is a week ago, one of them tweeted, or there's an article saying uh, there was never any infidelity in our marriage. Yeah, well, that's, is that a semantics because they were like split for a second, or is because I only read the headline, obviously, or the tweet? I don't know. I heard 
I heard the excerpt from their podcast. No, I watched the whole podcast. Oh, you okay? Because I like Will Smith. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and so I remember. Well, did you, what did you, did you think? He sounded like he was in pain during that she episode. Never, what? But she did never say, like on that podcast, I don't think she ever said, like, yo, I fucked him. Well, they were very blunt, but she, you know what I mean? But it's like he can't give her orgasms. Yeah. It's like that sounds like a that sounds like a thing that could be fixed. I remember even being a teenager in like high school and there was always like weird um, especially if somebody else can do it. Go on. Yeah, true. Uh there's there's always been like weird conversations about the Smith family. Yeah. Even since I was in like high school, which is like, you know, early 2000s, they talked about them being swingers or you know, there's always rumors yeah. of these things. And and or Scientologists, which yeah. those things don't go, go all that well together. Maybe. Well, I don't know because I, science I love Scientology for some reason. <laughs> I've watched all the documentaries. It interests me so much. Kind of like the the diet show we covered little cults just kind of interest me i think yeah it's just so weird the things that people will buy into yeah yeah just so in they're so in and how creepy it is that yeah seemingly intelligent people get fucking boofed yeah well that's you know i mean we've both been there in a way not with a cult but sort of yeah i just feel like i never lost myself i definitely followed Bad advice. Yeah, and 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 you were talking about the non-apology apology, boy. It, boy, yeah. if I if I'd had my antennas up in about two thousand six on the no apology apology, the whole course of everything would have been different. Because yeah, I like I got it. I knew at the time that the apology that I was getting was bullshit, but I didn't really extrapolate to oh, this is a bullshit person who gives bullshit sure. apologies because they can't face that they've made a mistake. Sometimes a bullshit apology is. I think I think I take it like you probably did, where you're like. Uh, this person doesn't have the courage right now to do something right. rather than it's malicious that, or just uh, uh, blind. But but that in and of itself should be a, a red flag. Maybe, you should maybe. be I think throwing flags over that. Yeah. It's just common, I think. Yeah. You know, because it is hard to like really apologize. Yeah. And it's hard It's hard to really apologize and it's hard to really feel an apology sometimes because yeah. we're all stuck in our own perception of what happened regardless of what's going on. Um Scientology, where was I? Mental health. Mental um, health. Um, oh, the Will Smith swinger thing. Yeah. So I don't know. The, a, a friend of mine who's a who's a, a stand-up and does improv uh, put on his Facebook day before yesterday, whatever. He's he's a man of color, so you know whatever. But his so sometimes his his sometimes his stuff kind of has a different angle than you would necessarily expect the whole world to talk about anyway he aside from that entirely uh he said something that made it sound as though he was criticizing people who are poly i don't think that's the situation that's that's going on that there. chris chris rock was no that um that uh my friend was oh he he made a joke that people assumed was yeah and like, but, 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 so th- all that, yeah. But that's a choice to share publicly that sure. you're, that, that, I mean, people need to do whatever they want to. And then it goes back to like when you share things ab- about yourself. You're going to get feedback. There's going to get feedback yeah, and yeah. it's going to be on a spectrum. And some yeah. people are going to be very much with you and other people are going to be very much against you. That's just like. Another conversation I think that pops up and we talked about Lisa, uh, to Lisa Lampanelli about it is like the, the, is this comedy? And like, where's that boundary? Yeah, you know, to to I guess uh, in a way defend Chris Rock in this. I, I think there's lines. I think making fun of so- someone's disease to their face 
is a li- probably the line for me as a as an entertainer, right? Like that starts to get like right. that's pretty ballsy, big boy. <laughs> but, but like but, she's front row, yeah. and you're making fun of something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my understanding was that Chris Rock uh, talked to the producer of this show about being edgier, and some of the jokes were edgy, and and they're yeah, see, just fucking awful. I haven't seen any of the Oscars, and, and it the the show itself was was awful it was it was probably the worst oscars that i've ever seen which sucks because it also had the best representation ever yeah uh, i think and and like a a movie about uh deaf people and their hearing child won best picture was chris rock a host or was he just uh throwing down he was a presenter yeah um they did just all the skits were stupid. I understand that I didn't see the opening monologue, and I suppose that was pretty good. I hear it was pretty good. But the whole, but all the these rest shows of it are, was, yeah, but, they're all heading downhill, eh? Yeah, and it it had a roasty quality to it, which is what he was doing. Sure, and maybe he knows that she has alopecia, but I I would like to point out the fact, yes, yeah, she lost her hair, and that's sad. Yeah, 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 for sure. But she's not dying of alopecia, for sure. This is not like hair cancer. For you know sure. what I'm saying? It's I I. Yeah, and I I don't know, right? Because I'm not a fucking celebrity, but I would imagine if I'm in Chris Rock's shoes, also, is I'm gonna make fun of the homies. Yeah, right. That's like what makes those roast shows like funny. Is they're right. homies, oh, right? Yeah. So you can go if I'm if I, if I'm roasting you, I go yeah. all in because you know at my heart what I mean. Right. If we are, if we're kind of acquaintances or we have a rough past, and then I go all in. Yeah, it does come off different, even if comedy and entertainment is the gig. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I mean. I get being edgy. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know the answer there. But that's a whole. That's a, obviously a big topic in general. Yeah, comedians getting canceled. Can you make racial jokes? Can you make disability jokes? Can you make if you're a comedian, um, and from our only or our highest profile comedian friend, Lampanelli seems to say like, yeah, <laughs> like it is. And 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 I tend to lean that way when it comes to this cancel culture of comedians yeah no i i I tend to agree with you on that point the other thing that came to light yesterday for me that i didn't know before is that uh chris rock has nonverbal learning disorder so meaning that he is not good at picking up on the social cues of other people yeah and modulating his behavior to that so that comes off as comes off as being very unfiltered which can be great for being a comedian especially if you're a little on the insulty side yeah but but for a situation like this i don't know enough about that uh diagnosis because obviously this stuff's scripted and preemptive it's not well, like he's just uh, you know on the alley whipping it out. What I don't know is whether or not that line was. I'm almost sure. I'm almost sure. Well, it was. I mean, it was a, not a good. It wasn't a good joke. No, it was fine. Yeah, it's it not was, that funny. It was. GI Jane was too much of a throwback. And you, my uh, my maybe favorite comment on social media about the whole thing is like you know that there are conversations going on right now about GI Jane. Yeah, too. everyone. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Who owns that IP? Probably Paramount or somebody. Yeah, and it'll be who's on, it? Demi Moore. Yeah, it's Demi Moore. Because it's jacked. I saw tweets on that too. Like, well, where's Demi Moore? <laughs> that's Has anybody tweets. checked on yeah. Demi Moore? Yeah, those tweets are funny. Yeah, um, I think that's the end of all I have there. Yeah, I think the because I don't have answers. I just have questions. I don't think that there are are answers. Everybody is free to to judge the the moral situation. What I don't like, uh, honestly, 
is people so pearl clutching about it. It's like, yeah, it was a bad, it was a bad scene. Yeah, no, it's not and that it, bad, and it, and it's not that bad. There, there are worse things going on in the that's, world. That's why and, I and, like to talk about the moral, social, comedian cancel culture with something that's not that serious. Because, because, because the question can be scaled either way, yeah. right? It, it's all the way up to when people are making, you know, racial, racial jokes yeah. or, or disability jokes, which are much more serious. Like you said, like. I feel for Jada, and I feel for anyone that has alopecia. That probably sucks. Yeah. Um, but you're losing your hair. You're not losing a limb. You're not losing your life. Yeah, you're not losing your kid. Let's look in, in proportion to... Compared to like a race thing. Yeah. Compared to like a, a full disability thing, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And some people are talking about it as a race thing because it's maybe a little more common. Oh, is it? Someone thought with, I had it. One of my barbers thought it. Because can't you get it? You start to get it from stress, I think. Yeah, you can. It, yeah. It, it, versus like, well, like male pattern baldness is, sure. is is an alopecia as well. Yeah. It's just not. It, it, it's just not what as categorized. She, what she's got is kind of a, a supposedly a um, an autoimmune kind of. Yeah. I don't thing. know. Either way, I, I like to talk about it now because the repercussions are Chris Rock and Will Smith both went to their $10 million houses after this. Right, exactly. And they, and These are people who are not hurt by this They scenario. both grabbed some Don Perignon and they were probably okay. Yeah, and, <laughs> I, and I feel like Will Smith's apology was a little bit of, oh shit, am I going to like lose every opportunity from this point forward? Yeah. And like he pretty much controls his own destiny. He has yeah. enough money to make whatever he wants he to could make. Dis- he could disappear. Yeah. He could make whatever movie he wanted. He yeah. could flip it. He could do a movie about the Oscars. He can, yeah, yeah he can do but, whatever he wants. And he's been chasing an Oscar for decades. Right. And, and the issue is like, kind of why? Because of the way the whole thing is, is kind of rigged. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. Rigged. yeah, it's all buddy-buddy it f- game. It felt like it was rigged for him this year. It was a make good, a makeup. Yeah. He, he won a makeup Oscar. He should have won for Ali or I thought people hated Ali. People kind of did, but he like he killed was, it. But he was really, really good. No, he killed it. I mean he, uh, you can say whatever you want about his acting. I don't necessarily think he's the greatest actor of all time, but I do like him. But he did kill Ali. And yeah. he was pretty good in uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. I think. He's and there's plenty of movies he was yeah. not good in. <laughs> I think he was basically just playing himself in the Men in Black movies, but it right. was cool. No, Men in Black's one of my favorite movies of all time. But yeah. yeah, is he acting his tits off? Probably not. Same with like I Am Legend or I, Robot. I really like those movies. Is yeah. he acting his tits off? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I, I, we talked about this. In I Am Legend 2. Stoked on it. Yeah, I didn't even know what that's about. I'm stoked on it. I don't it. know why. As um, long as yeah. the German Shepherd comes back. <laughs> I thought the German Shepherd was for sure dead. Well, so we thought Will Smith was for sure dead. <laughs> Maybe they both. Who knows what happens? They could both yeah, come back happily. It's, a, it's an in between quill or a, or a prequel or I yeah, don't know. alternate ending. Alternate ending. That's two hours long. Yeah, I'm down. Jeez. Sign me I up. Know. I don't know. What you got on the list? I know we got two more. Um, I got two more things. Yeah, I got. Um, let's do a quick announcement. Oh we, yeah, go. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Brand new drop, Americana traditional drop by Good Company. Third Street Barbell, 3SB.co. We got a decent amount of hoodies. Sizes are running low-ish, but check it out, 3SB.co. Join our Discord, 50percentfacts.com. Um, we're going to start to update the blog and things. We're going to get some content rolling. Um, they explained it well. I, I, I've done some collaborations recently with Barber Brigade, and we're getting the content going there, getting the content going here. My YouTube channel is back. This podcast is going twice a week now. Everything's ramping up, and there was like a weird lull 
obviously COVID played a role in travel and collaborations, <laughs> right. but the world's picking up. So content is also picking up. We're excited about that here. Um, 50percentfacts.com. Join the Discord, exclusive giveaways, uh, exclusive merch, a bunch of community, like minded lifters uh, and fashionistas. Hopefully, hopefully, I'll, we'll teach you guys a thing. I dr- <laughs> we made a drip, you know, like an outfit area in there and a lot of guys are confused i'm gonna teach you guys i'm not queer eye for the straight guy but we'll get you guys some clothes in there so join it discord uh and then i think the next announcement is kind of tied into this world's strongest man is back the world's strongest man is back in sacramento it is uh may 24th through 26th uh is that just the finals that's the whole thing again. that's the whole thing yeah Yeah. so i did the prelims in the finals. i should hit somebody up that knows more but uh what i've read so far it seems like they're gonna have an expo of nature or a uh what do they call it? An audience experience, maybe, or a fan experience? Yeah, and then the know that the tickets for the VIP stuff is are, are very expensive, but there is a general admission, and that's that I think cost, is supposed to, no general admission is supposed to be free. Oh, okay. According so, to Kale, I'm talking to Kale, I'm look I'm looking at Kale I, back for answers. I here. thought I read that maybe general is going to cost um, because. They didn't say that particularly, but the comment I saw from World Strongest Man Org was that last year it was free per event and sold out quickly. Now we're going to have a fan experience, which yeah. sounds like that will be free, but tickets to events may cost. They didn't say that, but mm. that, that's the vibe I got. Either way. They're really running out the clock on this to make f- these uh, kind of decisions. Yeah, we're though. four weeks out. They probably have the decisions, but haven't leaked it, you know? I don't understand that. I don't. In the same way that I go into some place and it's trying to sell me something that doesn't have a, a price posted, I'm the, irritated the only, by that. The only uh, excuse I give for them is that they are dealing with like TV. Like there's World's Strongest Man organization, right? Then you have yeah. all the athletes, and then they have the TV. They got to run the shit through, right? So they're yeah. they're dealing with big dogs. But either way, um, it's 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 literally I think point four miles uh, from Third Street Barbell. So if you guys plan on watching some of the events, I know some of the big hitters are back. I think Martin Lisi's is back in town, um, and so a bunch of bunch of fun events. And uh, Third Street's right down the street. So if you grab a hotel, grab an Airbnb, we are open um, for day passes. If you want to grab a, th- a single day, a five day, come grab your deadlifts, grab a shower because um, strong men typically smell bad. And then we will see you at the <laughs> events. Hopefully at the fan experience. <laughs> Powerlifters uh, too, okay. I'm not just throwing shots. Weightlifters, bodybuilders, you all smell bad. We're we're not small people, and it, it'll be a nice toasty May. Okay, fifty four, yeah, fifty four days, seventeen hours, twelve minutes as of, as of this recording. Uh, what does it say about tickets? I'm gonna look at the ticket thing here. Uh, register, okay. Sixty days left to register. Fifty five days until the event. Full ticket sales, including qualifiers. There, I don't know. So check it out, worldstrongestman.com. Yeah, we're and, not affiliated. And, and we don't have affiliated. the goddamn we don't, news. We don't know. We're not getting any money off of this. No, um, we're just here to party. Yeah, but I will say that when I when I search World Strongest Man, what comes up first for me is actually Barbend's um, uh, story on it. Yeah, SEO, SEO bastards. Is, yeah, I, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, I need some cons- consultation in that regard. Um, Louis Smith, Louis Simmons. Louis Smith. Who is Louis Smith? No clue. Louis Simmons passed away last week. I, yep. don't, I don't want to add any levity to that. I I know that he had, his health had been declining over the last year or so, and I thought it would be helpful, just in terms of context, to talk about like what we think his legacy is going to be. Yeah, going forward. Now, it, it was cool to see the community kind of come together on that because over time, not only because of his personality, but because of his methodologies, he was controversial. 
Um, yeah. Obviously, as a personality, if you guys have ever seen any Louis Simmons, uh, or if you ever met him, yeah, yeah, I was, I was, uh, unfortunately. Um, because of past mentors, uh, relationships. I never met Louis. He's one of the few in the game um, that I would have loved to, to get to know, and I never met him. Um, but I, I, before joining Super Training, I don't think I've told the story. Maybe I, I don't know if I'm. A, I don't think I'm an overachiever, but I don't like to come in not ready. Kind of. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a. I like to be prepared. And so when I joined Super Training in 2011, or I even visited in 2010, I think once for a deadlift session, um, I knew they trained conjugate. I was currently running a Shaco by myself in a commercial gym. I, I had already read some and watched some interviews, but I bought like three of his books and read them front to back like eight times. I was like, I'm not going to come to Super Training and look stupid, you know, right. like I'm not going to be dumb. Um, and so, and, and, and I did, I trained under, you know, a conjugate Westside methodology for three-ish years um, with with using and utilizing his tools as a coach for a very long time. But as a powerlifter myself, I only used them about three years. But obviously, that's kind of where um, both of our lineage mm-hmm. um, in lifting kind of comes from. Um, and if you had, yeah, ever met him, interview, videos, uh, you, you know that he spoke um, intelligently, spoke very sciencey. He, he was, I think, one of the, probably the first few to really dig into science and at least try to put it into an apl- uh, applicable uh, form for lifters. Um, before that, it was lift, lift heavy, lift more, lift every day, you know, all these different things. Um, and, and in the strength conditioning world, my personal opinion, and I think the, the industry opinion, is that his mark and his legacy will last forever. Uh, I think I think strength and conditioning wise, because one of the biggest things he does preach is GPP, um, general physical preparedness. That's one of his biggest markers that he's always coaching. And what do you need as a basketball player, a football player, a soccer player? You yeah. need general physical preparedness. Your skill comes from shooting a basketball, kicking a soccer ball. But generally, you need to be as prepared as possible mm-hmm. for cutting, turning, you know, sprints, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and as a, as a coach myself and many of our other coaches, uh, friends, Jacob Ross and a lot of guys. They deal with very high-level athletes. Um, use a lot of his methodologies, so I think I think that mark will be forever, one hundred percent. Yeah, for me, um, like coming from a background of of you know splits that you get out of magazines, arm day back in the day. But yeah, you were things were body parts split up in a particular way, and uh, then coming into conjugate. There were things about that that made sense to me, yeah, and it and it, and kind of fit with it. Uh, and one of the legacies for me is I'm never going to understand why anyone would ever want to squat, bench, and deadlift all in one day unless they were doing a meet. It doesn't make any sense to me at all because you can't. In my mind, there's no way you can maximize all those things at one time. I don't even mean like a max weight. It could be reps. It could be whatever. I just don't see how that works. I mean, conjugate makes sense to me It more than any other, th- other thing. I don't know why exactly, but yeah. I think that the the segment of uh, uh, Michael Fahey's West Side versus the World, where it explains the difference between um, uh, progressive overload and and conjugate, it makes so much sense to me to the point where you go, why would somebody do progressive overload? Uh, because yeah, I don't want to like dig in a programming the, talk where we're talking Louie, but the burnout factor is so high. So, no, I mean, to me, that's, yeah, yeah. that's part of it. And, but progressive and overload isn't just add five pounds every week. Yeah, I that's know. That's linear but, progression. Yeah, yeah. 
which is much different and but, impossible. But but still, <laughs> the the idea that you're playing around the edges of things more often, you're using variations to try to to build up uh, uh, your main lift. All those things make sense to me, especially in terms of like of alleviating boredom. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's um, definitely Westside fits an ADHD model well. Yeah, it does. It does. So those are the things that I think are going to um, linger. I think that uh, I don't know who else is ever going to have the, you know, fuck you, this is what we're doing attitude and carry it off the same way that Louie did. Yeah, there might be a fuck you guy that shows up, but I definitely don't think one single person and one methodology will ever hit powerlifting the same. Mike Tashir has added great things to powerlifting. Bryce Lewis is insanely analytical and adds great things to the sport. There's yeah. a lot of really good minds running Not around. Tools. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Joey Flex has a, has a squad of Avengers under him that he's coached to top, top level. There's a lot of guys that add a lot of pieces to it, and none of them have even touched Louie coming up with most most diets we've talked about and most training programs, if they have a name, they're trash. Typically, yeah. Right? So if you're going carnivore, if you're going keto, if your thing has a label, it's trash. And that's why I don't label how I coach. I use a lot of programming tools and concepts, and I use them when appropriate. Right. Um, but Westside uh, conjugate method is probably the only one I can think of that has tons of applications and is labeled as such what, what they, there's not there's nothing else out there you know P, P, p90x i don't give a fuck you know crossfit crossfit's not a thing you know there's nothing yeah you, you know it, it's probably the only one um that that is valid based i think the kids say <laughs> based based <laughs> well a, a thing that uh um the thing that being became pretty clear to me early was that I mean it's it's really a, a template that you can apply. Yeah. And and no two gyms that train train conjugate or say they train West Side or whatever do it the same way. I think even Louis said that. It, that it, no one trains West Side unless yeah, you're at West Side. Unless you're at West Side. <laughs> and even then the stuff that he was having people do was you know, laboratory stuff. Sure. Basically, he was like, "Oh, let's try this thing." Yeah, and and I don't know. He was doing it with his top level people, but he may have well have been. I don't know. Michael can answer that question for us. I like added and a little bit of an urge to get Michael on this week, but I I, I think he probably needs a little bit of space. Yeah, breathe a little bit. Yeah, because like I think he was getting hit with everybody right away. Like I, I as soon as the 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 news came out, I touch base with him and he's like yeah i'm getting tagged like all over the place yeah i'm sure if i if if necessary i'll just like turn off the west side versus the world <laughs> accounts for a couple of days and give myself a little bit of a break um but i don't know anybody that's gone deeper with it than 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 him yeah and uh so he knows some of those stories about like what was actually going on at the the peak of west side's influence uh i think that a thing that is true about anything is that is that it'll go through a life cycle and you'll you'll reach a peak and then there'll be a a, a waning influence but it is also a delusion of those styles dilution of those those of that and it's kind of everywhere in little pieces right and nobody acknowledges it anymore because it's just become 
you know, mainstream. Yeah, I don't know if he's the first guy to throw a band on a barbell, but he's definitely the first guy to like educate you on why, how, when. Right. You know, and and those things are used in in more typical raw powerlifting now. You know, a daily undulating or or whatever style you're you're kind of training in variations of a, of of a band or chain are much more utilized. Yeah, I, some of the things have never made. We were talking the other day because somebody asked us about um, asked me about floor press with chains like i don't know yeah yeah if you're in a shirt sure maybe yeah i don't because know because the strength curve i mean that's the big thing about accommodating resistance if we do i mean our next episode tune in friday is going to be mostly on training and very more uh, applicable shit um but the strength curve is what we're really trying to get into when we're talking about athletics or even powerlifting um and weak point training is what we're tackling in the next conversation yeah. um and the strength curve changes when you use when you wear a t-shirt you know when you're wearing a bench shirt sorry yeah. not a t-shirt when you're using a bench shirt um it's taken away like the natural strength curve of a raw bench yeah so obviously the weight's insanely heavy at the top um and so i guess a fl- floor press with accommodating resistance may be yeah something you throw in the mix and you were talking about um strength the strength and conditioning world particularly with higher level athletes like the the whole thing is that you need to prepare them without burning them out and that's a thing you can do with a conjugate plan yeah because of the of the variations yeah yeah not only the yeah you can choose variations based on their build based on their sport slightly based Mm -hmm. on uh on season off season and another thing even though louis doesn't really use the term mike to more populated is it it is all kind of auto-regulated you kind of throw some percents in when you're yeah. talking bands and chains, but like the science or like the math gets weird because like what band are you using? Then what percent, yeah. right? And he says like about fifty percent and some bands and chains. Well, like you know, what does that mean <laughs> if you're a nine hundred pound puller versus a four hundred pound puller? Um, and I think Louis tries to explain some of that stuff, but it is kind of gray area. Um, and on max effort day, he just says go as heavy as you can, which you can easily translate to an RPE nine yeah. or a ten. Um, and when you're training an athlete, you tell them the same. Hey, we're gonna you know kind of save a little gas in the tank, and because they have a game Sunday, so we're doing heavy lower body uh, Tuesday or whatever it might be, and so they can squat something heavy rather than an exact percent. Because who's ever going to test the one rep max of a seven foot basketball player? Right. Or, or why would you ever need to? Yeah. You don't need those analytics. So there is a ton of stuff um, that's highly uh, applicable. Um, Yeah, I I feel like we could go on and on, but um, the the basics of of a conjugate plan um, have worked for a lot of people, and I think when it goes when you go back to people just getting into a into a sport or whatever almost everything works so there's not really a a downside to to any particular um uh strength building plan for the first for the first year or two or whatever yeah. i mean i don't it, know if i suggest west side for a first year of training but yeah but but as somebody's training age increases a way to manage load does become more important and yeah. I, th- I think that that's something that um as we were saying, West Side lends itself to. Uh, to wrap up, I did a. Uh, I feel like we're the powerlifting TMZ. I think that was one of our podcast names too. It was, yeah, powerlifting TMZ. That I was actually one, it. Of, one of so the. Go to the Discord and hit us with like t- trending shit. I don't mind talking about trending shit as long as it's not corny. Oh, yeah. you want to know another huge trending one? What? Maybe we should have an expert on. 
Um, girls peeing is still like a huge fucking thing. Girls pee. When they lift or just like period? I, I hope they pee period because that means you're hydrated. But when they lift. Uh, okay. Shout out to the home girl, uh, Hunter Henderson, strongest, baddest woman on the planet, IFBB pro. Um, plus, I, I, I think she's number one powerlifter of all time. I might be incorrect, but definitely top three. Um, there's There was a bunch of controversy going on anyways. Like I think troll accounts and, and people mm-hmm. reposting. But then last night I'm scrolling around. You know, it's probably nine, eight, eight, nine o'clock at night. I'm slowly going off to Sleepland, and uh one of my favorite instagram accounts 50 cent uh who's probably the most famous troll on the planet all he does is post you know internet shit yeah uh e-bombs he's the e-bombs fucking instagram uh he posts hunter and and he says something stupid uh like what he posts is trying to be funny and that's like fine because he doesn't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. He said something like, I never worked out this hard, go hard, miss pissy or something. I don't know. Uh, but what is kind of embarrassing is how stupid the fucking comments are. Like how absolutely idiotic our world is. Yeah. Like, and they're adults, yeah. you know? Like, like you don't think women pee, bro. And, and then yeah. like second thing, like she's li- like just the, the, the stupidity you know, has layers. Some are just like, oh, she's lifting 25 pounds. I see it right there, 25 plus. 20. She's lifting like 250 pounds. I did lift 400 and I didn't pee. I'm like, they're kilos. Yeah. She's fucking probably pulling 500 plus for reps. Yeah. And yes, you're a dude. I hope you're like, penis didn't explode yeah. like our our stuff is set differently i'm yeah. not a doctor but i know it's different you know <laughs> we have a we have a prostate in the way and, yeah and there's things the sphincters are different and it's all different all different and you can't out deadlift hunter that's yeah. another i, yeah. I should have just thrown my hat in the ring i didn't uh, uh but all that and so i don't know why it's resurfacing on a public maybe maybe that means powerlifting strongman's getting popular or something but it, it had resurfaced and then 50 went way in yeah and I'm sure he or his people found it to cause some controversy, but just wanted to be the TMZ and report that. I remember back in the day when uh, uh, Meg Squats yeah. was on, she was she had felt strongly about pelvic floor training, and yeah. now that she's had a baby, I wonder. Uh, she still talks about it, and that that's like the thing. And even Hunter's talking about it. Like, but but like, I think at some point it is a muscle. Again, I'm not a doctor or an expert in this category. Uh, but at some point, it's a muscle. And like again, fr- Friday's episode talking weak point training. If your pull or your abdominal is stronger than that, your pelvic. You know what I mean? Like it's a balance yeah. of muscles, and so like. Even if you work on it, I don't think you can always fix it. If you're, I mean, I literally think Hunter deadlifts over 600 pounds. She squats over 600. Like, that's a lot of fucking pressure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, and then it's just the dumb comments like, you're doing that in public. I'm like, dude. And Hunter's such, shout out to Hunter, dude. One, you're an amazing athlete. But two, like, she's made a joke of it in the past within the niche. Mm. Like, she posts memes of her mopping, and, and yeah, mm-hmm. you know, she trains at our, our boy JP's gym a lot, and mm-hmm. she's cleaning it and laughing. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just one, it's pee. It's not that serious again. Yeah. So, like, why are all these random ass skinny dudes on the internet making a joke about something they have no clue about? That's a fair point. Yeah, you're fat, 50. <laughs> Dumb bitch. Maybe you need to deadlift more. Hang it upside down like that. <laughs> at the Super Bowl, nonetheless. Um, I think I wanted to close with just real quick. Um, I uh, 
put up a uh, uh, ask me stuff on Instagram. It's the first time I've ever done that. And the thing, there are like two things I don't really want me to want people to ask me about. Yeah. And one of them is like what my training like is like right now because it, honestly, it's pretty non-existent. Like, well, there's an answer. Yeah, yeah, that's easy. Is I mean, I know, but I feel badly about that. Uh, I own a gym. This is a yeah. whatever. Uh, I own a podcast. I don't listen to podcasts. Is that the same? That's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. but I I uh, actually started back um, a, a little while ago, and then immediately had so much hand pain, which is something I've never had before. That I just had to stop. Like, I if, if it's keeping me awake at night, yeah. What if whatever I'm doing in the gym is keeping me awake at night in pain? I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah, until I a, get it sorted. A net negative. Yeah, it's a net negative, and that's that. That became a problem a few years ago. My shoulder, it's still not fixed. My shoulder, my neck. I did kind of everything I could think to do in that regard, and it was still a problem. My knee, my right knee is not happy with me. I know what my this imaging of my left knee looks like, and it looks like it should be causing me the kind of pain I have in my right knee. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe it, the same deal. I, I don't even know. I, I'm sure it's probably the same thing. I just don't – I have not had any imaging there, so I haven't really had tried to have that fixed. I kind of, for the first time ever, started to think that that knee is not going to make the long haul for whatever reason. It, yeah. It's, I, I'm sure that I jacked it up along the way. Uh, my knees and my ankles are all hypermobile. You can – do damage there because things move around more than they should. But the one thing I, ha- I am trying to do to get my hands back happy again, I've been using this hand X band. I got this from Rogue. There's I no, no, I'm not making any money off this, but it's certainly worth trying in terms of like reworking your grip or yeah, the extensors um, in your forearms. Yeah, can get weak and unused. Yeah, and I don't know if that because I've we we took some break. Uh, in terms of building this gym and 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 just did not have the motivation to yeah. to train the way we have in the past and like I you know I, I could lift with you guys if I was feeling like it but it's not the same thing as having a training partner I had a training partner for a while I don't yeah. have a training partner anymore um, my my wife is here you know two days a week doing yoga and before that before she she hurt her shoulder before she hurt her shoulder. She was lifting at the same time, you know, like having somebody to come with makes yeah. a difference. I don't, I'm not there right now. I just don't, I don't have the physical capability or the motivation right now. I don't know. Sometimes the motivation, uh, you can't really force it. No. Yeah. I think, I think it'll naturally come back or, or not, or you'll find a new activity. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, that's, that's uh, good advice for everybody. Like when you force it, you're just going to burn out harder mentally yeah. or physically. Yeah. But on that note, we are trying to start a little mini crew, unofficial, but noon, Monday, Tuesdays, Thursday, Fridays, whether you're local or visiting, um, if you want to train with the boys, the girls, we got more strong girls than we do boys in this silly gym. Uh, chicks are beasts and all these dudes are barely lifting, barely holding it together. But uh, noon, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday is kind of when we jam out. We'll get Jim's extensors right and he's going to hop into. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. I think I said. I think I said. Ladies and gentlemen, 3SB.co, Third Street Barbell, Sacramento, California. Hopefully, we we'll see you soon. Stop by any time. I'm Sam Mike. If you want to find me, brand new episode every uh, Wednesday and Friday. If you could share this out on socials, it means the world to us. Rating and review. Thank you so much. I am, I am at the Jim D on all the social media. This show, fifty percent, fifty percent facts. I can't even talk today. I felt terrible all day. Here's a. 
thing everybody needs to know. 50, 50% facts, where percent is a word, and 50 is just numbers. We will talk to you on Friday with our weak point training topic.